the fans on their feet in appreciation of the character of this team, the resiliency in the fight and the compete. So overall, an exhilarating Raptors campaign ends with a damp squib of a loss, 132-97. to 97. A blowout by Philly in Toronto, a game six that I guess none of us would have expected to come around in the first place, but then when it did manifest itself, we didn't expect it to go this way. Why did the Raptors lose, Varal? Sorry, I, I asked that with a lot of emotion. Oh, no, no. I mean, I feel emotional now. It's, this is now a day and a half after the game, and I actually left this game in the third quarter when it was tied. And it was it was late in England. It was like two three a.m. in the morning. You left the like, Scotia Bank Arena. You were one of those. Oh mate, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, had to, I had to beat the traffic. I had to beat the traffic. But I thought, okay, this looks like a close game. And then when I woke up and saw a thirty-five point deficit, I could not believe it because it seemed like a competitive game for most of it. That first half it ended sixty-two, sixty-one. Yeah. And the Raptors yeah. were right in it. You know, they, they were. I believe they got ten offensive rebounds. They were. Playing well, they were doing all the things that the Raptors have done well all season, especially games four and five of the yep, series. Yep. But then, yeah, that third quarter, I mean, I think, guess that's what people want to hear about. Um, as painful as it is, what went wrong for you just, just in that third? Like, was it Raptors not getting good looks? Was it Philly just going off? From the highlights I saw, I think one big thing you did see James Harden play aggressively. That I think he was aggressive all game, but... After the way he got criticised after that game five, people saying with Embiid's ligament injury, you needed to be the main guy. Even Embiid criticised him. He said, yeah. Harden needs to be more aggressive. The, you know, their go-to strategy, even with Embiid off the floor, was to have Harden in the corner and he would have a mismatch with Gary Trent and he just wouldn't attempt to get himself open. It, it might not necessarily have been his fault, but Doc Rivers should have been drawing up plays for him. But you had Tyrese Maxey getting horns plays and stuff and you just had... Harden sitting in the corner as the like the three-point corner shooter and hoping the ball would get kicked out to him. Like he can't be that player for this team. Um, so like I, the, you saw the ball a lot more in his hands um, this game in general. But yeah, like he really he ended up with 22 points, but you could see he really dictated the tempo, especially in that second half. So like, he was definitely a big difference maker. Yeah, so I mean it was like 3 a.m. Of course, of European or UK fans know. And after the Raptors came out, they they did stick with Philly a little bit into the third. I mean, I believe with nine minutes to go, it was something like 70-67. Yeah. So they stuck with them, and then it just happened. And I mean, I think we discussed this before the episode. When the Rockets were played the Warriors yeah. in that famous, famous series, and they missed 27 threes in yeah, a row. Yeah. That's not necessarily... All 27 weren't bad looks. Mm-hmm. And yep. it wasn't necessarily because they just lost their touch. Sometimes that's how the cookies crumble, right? especially that's when you're they're... shooting a lot from the outside. Yeah, just just how the luck, the just how the you know your luck goes. And yeah. that's what I think. The Raptors' ball movement wasn't terrible. They were still okay in transition. Yep. It didn't help that Philly, as you're saying, weren't didn't miss a lot of shots, oh, right? Because there wasn't that ability to grab the offensive board and push. It was yeah. always Philly scored. They had the chance to set up, and then it makes it harder. Because part yeah. of the Raptors' strategy is to take advantage of every miss. And um, turn the ball over and get out in transition. Exactly, like that, that's our ideal style of play. So there, there was that. So it wasn't even necessarily bad looks. It was just just missing. I mean, yeah. people like OG, people like Scott, they just missing. I mean, especially the especially end. the three ball. Yeah. I mean, what we, was what was the Raptors? We from three? we were seventh of thirty five, so twenty percent for free, and we were horrible from free all this whole series. But like, in but in game four and five, 
we were able to turn that around because of the offensive rebounds, because of Philly not being as good. But we didn't even shoot the three ball that well. Exactly. Like yeah. so, ima- imagine we like we should have been the best of three point team going into the series. But, I and, mean, apart from Gary Trent, I guess OG. I mean, Siakam can shoot it decent, decently. Van Vliet is a good three point shooter. Van Vliet, do you do you think? I mean, game five. That's interesting because yeah. at the end of the game five episode, I said let's keep resting Van Vliet because this lengthy six foot nine lineup is doing very well yeah, against yeah. Lights of Maxi. Do you think the Van Vliet's absence hurt in Game 6? Do you think it would have been useful? Well, he's just not healthy, is he? I, I saw some really unfair criticism. Somebody said Van Vliet was one of the stars who underperformed in these playoffs. I said, yeah, yeah but he wasn't healthy. It's true. If you, if, you, if you knew Toronto basketball, that he did not move how he normally moves. He was shooting horribly from the field, but he just didn't look right. Um, so I think it was the right move not playing him again because he's just not fully healthy and Normally he's a very good defender, and he, if he wasn't doing that, also if his shot wasn't going down, then he's a detriment to us on the court. So uh, he, I think he wouldn't have, unless he, of course he was healthy. The unhealthy Van Vliet wouldn't have made a difference in this game six. No, and uh, defensively, you know, he couldn't keep up with Tyrese Maxey yeah. his first few games, which which didn't help at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to really go into this game apart from saying that they just they just bricked it in the third quarter, really. I think one other thing this was typical of is I've talked, we've mentioned it before, like our boom or bust defensive like culture. Because if we're not forcing steals and turnovers, like we gamble all the time. Like our defense is all about gambling. It's not about contesting every single shot. It's about trying to force that turnover. So in this game again, I think Sem Six is they had like ten turnovers, and if they're if we're if they're turning the ball over that little, they're going to beat us every single time because. We if say if we miss that steal, that potential steal, then the 76ers have a wide open three point shot, for example. And so it, it, it's just very high risk strategy and it showed I think again, okay, let's say both teams were fully healthy. I think we probably again lose this series most of the time because we, we can't be consistent with our playstyle, both offensively and defensively. Offensively, we're too if we're not in the transition in the half court, we're too limited in what we can do. And then defensively, it's just two up and down. Some games we force 25 turnovers. In the next game, if we don't do that, we they shoot 40% from free and then 60% from the field, like what, in this game. So. What were the stats on Philly's turnovers this game? I think it was about 10, 10 turnovers. 10. And mo- a, I guess that's mo- very good. And most of them came in the first half, I'm guessing. I, I assume so as well. I, I'm not sure, but yeah, I assume so. But um, like that's incredibly low. Like That's that's a very good performance from them. Um, they were 95% from free throw. Like, they're 22 of 23. Like they offensively speaking, they were just they were good. I mean, forty percent, yeah, forty percent from three. Yeah, spectacular. Fifty from the field. I mean, Joel had thirty-five points, or oh, so thirty-three points, despite basically being like half injured, like his half his body's injured. He had the shattered orbital bone in this game. Still hasn't had the ligament in his hand here, and he he looked like Superman. Yeah, I mean, um, who was it? I think um, Ken Birch won the tip off against Embiid, which is yeah. kind of weird. Yeah, but it kind of shows you he wasn't playing healthy. And he still ended up with 33 points. Yeah. So, 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 we both predicted Raptors either in six or seven. Yeah. What went wrong? Why were we so off? We went that off. I mean, the Raptors could have easily forced a game seven. If they, if they won game three, they could have, you know, we could have been going into game seven last right night. Now, yeah. But, um, yeah, why were we so wrong? Do we, do we want do we want to just say injuries or do we think it's more No, because they had that? Embiid injured as well. So, I'd say Van Vliet cancelled out Embiid, to be honest. But, the level to which Embiid was injured, he could still clearly play through this. 
But and it was only one game really that but, affected him. But think about 2019 when Van Vliet was fully healthy, and the Sixers were the worst matchup for him. Right. I don't know right. if he's developed his game enough to deal with them. Right. No, that that's a good point. Um, but I can point to more than Van Vliet. We said OG going to the series wasn't healthy. We had who Scotty Barnes was essentially on one ankle. He played 45-1 minutes. Yeah, Scotty was five. a big miss. Scotty was a big miss. And yeah, he probably didn't come back fully healthy. But what a beast though. Like pe- like anyone knows he's had a sprained ankle. It's a horrible injury, man. Like you can barely walk on it and he's playing 41 minutes. It's just ridiculous. And even in even in this game, I mean, stats don't look great, but he was he was brave. He sort of led the team. He played point, right? I mean, him and Siakam yeah. played point for most of the game. Yeah. And um, yeah, seven rebounds, three assists, 18 points. 18 points, yeah. You literally couldn't ask for anything more from him. I think one thing to look at, OG this series, is I think particularly passive. Maybe again... There was been... one There was one game he scored 26. Yeah. But apart from that, you're right. Um, we, we talked about OG as being like the star factor before Scotty this season. We kept saying OG's going to break out. Like, OG's going to have his all-star season this year. Um... Do you think he's still got the potential to do that? Because really, let's let's look at our young stars going forward. Something we'll discuss in the offseason, but the three main guys at the moment, it looks like Gary, Trent, um, Scotty. Well, Siakam, I think he's on the older side now. Is, yeah. Is Siakam's gonna, yeah, him and Van Vliet's window are closing. I as in, are they going to improve much more than they currently not, are? I think the third player for me is OG, in terms of he's actually got, say, room to grow still. But like, are we still putting OG in that category? It's a tough one. I mean, he's right. clutch. I mean, he's all game five, that amazing dagger three. Yeah. The step, the sidestep and the dagger three. I mean, he can still make big plays. Do, do, you think he could, do you think he could benefit from being more of a focal point on another team? Because he's like yeah, quite far down one, Because on the... this is, yeah, he's not, I mean, he's not even third or fourth. He's four, probably fourth option on this team, would you say? Yeah. At the best, at best. At best sometimes at fifth. Best. Like, um, at best. Yeah, probably no, fifth, fifth one for OG because they're going to make Scotty fall. So, but it'll be interesting. I think we'll definitely discuss that in Go the preseason. Forward, yeah, 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 yeah. Cause see what the moves they make. Yeah. Um, I guess lastly, shout out to Chris Boucher. Yeah, big big time bucket, big time performance, and he's earned his place next season. I think. Yeah, twenty five points. I think it's sad. This might be the last we see of Utah Watanabe. You think so? Probably. I think I mean, he fits it, in the potentially in the league even right. Yeah, like he might go to the G League after yeah. this. I think he'll play summer league, but I'm not sure he'll um, develop that well. Um, and Svee, Svee Mikhail look as well just didn't. Wasn't that three point spark that we really could have used in no, the series? No, really I think he's used. probably unless he finds himself somewhere else. I, I think he's finding himself out of the league. One thing I was curious about: why was Armani Brooks not utilized at all? Even though he had you know some good performances towards the end of the well, regular what's it, season. What's his um, lateral quickness like and everything? Because I would say in terms of people the only reason he'd be used is to replicate the kind of guard defense on Tyrese Maxey uh but I think Flynn Flynn was probably underutilized in that aspect because of his offensive struggles mm. but as I mean is Armani particularly much quicker than Flynn or can he keep up with Maxey he's quicker than Flynn um too early for him maybe no I thought he would have just he he had some good offensive games towards the end of the season. That's why I would have liked to see him. Like he would have been a bit of a spark plug, I think. Um, maybe he was injured. I didn't really see any reports as to whether he was or not. Like he just wasn't even discussed at all. In at any, all, yeah. In any it was Malachi Flynn as the guard that was being discussed. Yeah, yeah. Even Delon, uh, Delon Banton was barely discussed, talking about his potential role in the series. Yeah, lovely and one to finish the series though. Uh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, fully to I think round it off. I mean, we sound very downbeat in this episode, but. You got to remember, it's a retooling season. 
Didn't expect to be in the no. playoffs. Didn't expect no. to be in the play-ins for a lot of time. Yeah. But it took Philly to six. Yep. Two very brave performances in game four and five. Yep. And yeah, on, it's, a, it's a bright future. Even yeah, if now for sure. seems a little bit for sure. underwhelming. I, and I think um, we'll definitely be covering the rest of the playoffs as well. But I think the one big game to look forward to in the Eastern Conference, I think is potentially even a title decider, these two teams, Milwaukee and Boston. I think that is that could be the series of the playoffs, in my opinion. Um, I think the Bucks are still without Chris Middleton in that series, but yeah. this Boston team has just looked, they looked spectacular against Brooklyn in that first round. And I think being as good defensively as they are, they're going to be. They are, for me, they're now title favourites in the East, and we'll see how Milwaukee matches up with them. Um, but yeah, now the Sixers and in the, and in the other series, we are hoping Kyle Lowry can take down the Heat. <laughs> Sorry, Kyle Lowry can take down Philly. And get his revenge. I mean, anyway, yeah. Billy, Billy was it. his other off-season Phil, destination. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it's personal for him in two ways. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. I think uh, if Philly are without Joel, they haven't got a shot in hell. So they've got to hope that this orbital injury that Joel has, that he can somehow play through it. I, I think Joe, Mars Joel is going to come back as well. Ooh. If oh, if he does come the, back yeah, from yeah, it, because the eye, because of the eye, yeah. So we might see. Do you think? Do you, th- do you think Siakam meant it, or do you think he's a bit reckless? There wasn't much love for Scotiabank Arena cheering that play, although I'm sure they didn't know, of course. That, that was that was serious, that right? Yeah, uh, yeah, much yeah. like they didn't know about KD's injury at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not a good look, is it? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think Heat, even honestly, even if Joel's there, I think the Heat are the better team. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Butler, that first round series against Hawks was a spectacular. I think he put up 30, average 30 points, something like a good number of rebounds and assists. He just seems to turn it on the play- in the playoffs, for, uh, to be honest. And Jimmy. we know that too well. 2019 Raptors know that very well. Yeah, so. exactly. So those are two very exciting uh, series in the East. And then in the West, we have... Yeah, the Warriors. We have the Grizzlies. Warriors against the Grizzlies, which will be very exciting. We have the Suns. Who won in... And we have the Mavericks. And we have the Mavericks, yeah. Utah just... And Luca's back and Mavericks even without Luca are looking fantastic. With, with Jalen Brunson. Yeah. Who, who's now going... He's an um, unrestricted free agent this summer, so he's going to get the bag um, this season. He, he was amazing against Utah, but that's how bad Utah are because they let... No offence to Jalen Brunson, but he was a bench guy and he went off for like over 20 points most of the games. So. so yeah, there's uh, no Raptors, but there's still a fantastic postseason to, to get it. And to, I'm sure, sure I'm sure Burrell will be covering it in his full glory while I'm <laughs> sobbing, still thinking about Scotty Barnes's injury. <laughs> anyway, um, take care everyone, and we'll catch you probably in a couple of games time after yeah. after we see how the land settles. I guess after the first couple of games. With a slam dunk, he's got 33. That's Bush League. And taking flight. And he hears it from the crowd. That's that's just Bush League. He's Pascal on the inside. Got it. And the foul. Why they're the best fans in the NBA.